Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ground Up with Natalie. Today, I have my dear friend, Shannon Dang. We have known each other for eight years. We signed up for the same acting class when we were 20 years old, and now we're both working actors. And she is one of the leads on a huge CW show called Kung Fu. So we're pretty much going to talk about all the ins and outs of pursuing an acting career and the trials and tribulations that go along with that. So definitely stay tuned. And we are produced by Mastermind Media. So everyone, we have my dear friend Shannon Dang on the podcast today. I am so, so excited to be here interviewing you. Well, not really interviewing you, but chatting with you. Um, A lot about what we talk about today, I feel like are going to be things that we chat about on the phone all the time or... For the past eight years we've known each other, it's going to be just like bits and pieces, right? Eight years? Has it been eight years? I feel like. Oh my goodness. Wait, when did you start at Leslie Con? Um, Probably around 2016. 16? Yes. Has that? <gasps> yeah. Where does time so go? It's 20, so wait. Uh, Look at us. Maybe seven years. Yeah, something like that. Maybe seven. Six, seven. Yeah. <gasps> oh, babies. Babies. Now we're grown. Now we're grown and we're, <laughs> we're doing what we we're doing set it. out to, to do, which we're, we'll definitely get into. Okay. So Shannon, um, at the beginning of every episode, I ask everyone the same three questions called the ground up three. So I want to know, Shannon, where are you from? I am born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I know that's kind of like a... Uh, a unicorn here mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry. Like everyone comes from somewhere, but yes, Pasadena. Nice. Ooh, mm-hmm. Pasadena. I love Pasadena. Ooh, ooh, so much space over there. It is nice. Like you get to go to the grocery store and actually pull into a parking lot and park mm-hmm. rather than like go through a parking garage. I hate parking no, garages. No, that's till this day, I think I blame my driving skills and my high maintenance of parking needs mm. based on the suburbs. And my parents yeah. are still out there, so nice. I uh, go back and steal toilet paper all the time. Oh, my God. That's mm. so nice. See, my parents are a little further, mm. still in Orange County, mm. but Pasadena's at least you can, like, drive 20 minutes and yeah. 25. Stock up on yeah. all the toilet paper oh, and paper towels. That's nice. Um, okay, what was your first – I want to know what your first job was. Like, Ooh. not in the industry, unless not it was. Not in the industry. Funny. Um, Okay, so my first job in the industry uh, was a commercial. I was about three years old. Oh. I know. Crazy. Um, (laughs) For this home insurance uh, commercial, and that's where I first got my SAG card. I don't even remember what I did, but we have it um, somewhere. Uh, Stop, baby Shannon, in a little insurance commercial. I know. All I had to do was, like, cross over a couch and, like, sit on my dad's lap and (gasps) pretend that he, like, read a newspaper to me. And, like. So it wasn't really your dad, right? Actually, it really was my dad. Wait, okay, funny had story. Because my dad would always take me to my auditions, and so they were casting, looking for the kids, and they liked me, and they were like, "Wait, your dad looks great with you." Yeah, my dad. They brought my dad in, oh, wow. and they were like, "Can you re- can you do this with your daughter?" And then we both got booked. Wait, that is really cute. I know. Also, like, but the fact that your dad is taking you to your auditions sounds so cute. Yeah. So. I don't know this about you. Did you act ever since you were three? And also, was your SAG card that you have now the same one from when you were three? Or did you have to like renew it? No, it's the same one. Whoa. So I've been, yes. So uh, you had to pay like $20 for your SAG card. I didn't even pay. My parents yeah. paid. I got for free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, blessed, thankful, thankful. Yeah. Because then I know like it's expensive. Yeah. I paid three grand. Eek. 
but that so was i know but it was six years ago so i feel like now it's probably more now it's probably more mm. Mm. inflation man mm. okay um, so that was your first real job then literally okay but like i wasn't like working in my mind like i ran somewhere um long story short my grand my grandpa and his grandfather they were the first um people business owners to come to la chinatown so back in the day when Hollywood was looking for Asian actors or not even actors because they weren't hiring Asian actors unless you were martial artists. Um, when they were looking for Asian people to be in the background of their movies, right? <laughs> like Godzilla, whatever, yeah. all that stuff, they would go to Chinatown and look for people. So Stop. ever since then, my grandpa, at the age of like maybe five, he started being in movies and black and white films and everything. I know, right? So crazy. So like fast forward to later, it kind of like inspired his children which is my mom and her brother's generation to see entertainment as a possibility. Cause you know, usually in stereotypical Asian households, it's like, it was never encouraged no. but for my mom. She was like, yeah, put our kids in commercial work. Like let's get them an agent. Really? Um, it wasn't that articulate as yeah. for like, she didn't know what to do, but right. she was like, there's a world for this. So then me and my cousins grew up doing commercials and we didn't really know what we were doing, yeah. we just booked it because it was like, smile. Ah. Yeah, it was so fun. That was Wow, I did job. not know that. That is really cool. Yeah. So the fact that you actually became inspired by all of this and actually wanted to be an actor is also unique, right? Because you could have just been like, oh, that was fun as a kid, but I actually love, you know, I don't know. I want to be a doctor or something, which is probably the stereotypical what a lot of people in your family were meant to do. Is like, was it like doctor, lawyer, failure? You know what I mean? Like one of the three. Honestly, I feel pretty lucky because it wasn't. I feel like because all my cousins started doing acting when mm -hmm. we were little, like in commercial work, it was kind of like, yeah, you guys can do this. And anything else was like bonus. Of course, go to school. Right. Maybe you can't make a living off of it, but it was fun and like get your feet out. Like how exciting. Yeah. Your grandpa did that. Wow. I stepped away for a while because I realized I didn't like it. Like as you kind of get like a conscious when you're older yep. and you're like, I don't like this. And you're like nervous and you're like, why are these people talking to me on a camera? And like, right. I have to, I'm embarrassed and I'm shy. And I was like, nah, I'll just dance. Cause I love dance. So cut to in high school, you keep dancing. Now mm -hmm. are you like wanting to do professional dancing? Cause I know you were a professional dancer for many years. So you were a Rams cheerleader. <laughs> and what I find so cool is like, okay, as actors, we have day jobs, right? And most Typical day jobs are like servers maybe because it doesn't, you know, come into it, it like you work at night mm -hmm. and you can still audition during the day. But your day job was dancing, which I think is so cool and so fun. So I want to know how you got into professional dancing. Did you audition? Like, was it easy? Was it hard? Did it pay your bills okay? Ooh. Um, so, yeah, I was dancing my whole life. And then I remember at 13, my mom secretly took me to a dance audition um, because she saw Allison Stoner in like Missy Elliott. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's kids that are dancing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my daughter can do this. Like, wouldn't you want to do this? And like, of course we like loved her. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're like, okay. So she took me to, uh, for the WNBA Sparks Los Angeles hip hop troupe dance team. Mm -hmm. And they were looking for kids to uh, perform during their halftime shows. And she didn't want to tell me about it because I would have just said, no, no, no. She took me to it. And that was the first time I saw a bunch of kids dancing and like they all had agents 
I didn't have an agent. Yeah. Um, they all looked like they knew each other and they were just so LA. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was super intimidating. But I ended up making the team after like a whole day of cuts and I remember being like, wow, this is so exciting. Like, you mean people do this? Like I never had to audition for anything that I yeah. wanted. Like when you're a little kid, you don't understand that. But dance, I was like, I want this. Mm. Um, so I did that and that was the first time I was like, wow, like you could do this and like outside of school. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember in high school, my dream job in my yearbook was to be a Laker girl. And people thought that was kind of silly. I mean, cause it wasn't a real job. Like everyone was like, you know, lock lawyer or whatever and yeah. I felt kind of silly being like I want to be a Laker girl but you unapologetically did You're I know like, I was yeah. like is that is that bad so <laughs> you then, write it down all isn't that crazy okay wait yeah. this is such a good like you write that down confidently right like your mm -hmm. authentic self is like yes. Lakers girl da 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 and then it's like you look up and everyone's laughing right and you're like wait did I Yes. Did I do something wrong? And everyone's like, you want to be? And then that's how, like, it's mm -hmm. almost like a metaphor for the way that society primes mm -hmm. us to mm -hmm. start acting the way mm -hmm. that they want us to act, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And start dimming our lights and, and that stuff. judgment. And so once you say it out loud, then all of a sudden you feel like you have to do that. Yeah. Otherwise it looks like you right. failed or whatnot. Yeah. And then so I went to college and someone in like the dance department decided to bring me to uh, the Clippers audition for mm -hmm. the NBA. And I was like, oh, I, I could never do that. Like, I'm only 19. Like, that's for grown women. Like, oh. what? That's crazy. And then uh, she took me and then I ended up making it, which was crazy because I had no idea what the heck I was doing. I was, I just love dance. Yeah. I didn't know. You'd been glam. dancing your whole life. Though. Yes. You were really good at it. But the girls like were full on hair and makeup, false eyelashes. I was like, what is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like the bra tops and the sparkles. And I was like, I wore a real bra. And <laughs> I had no idea. And like the wrong colored tights. I, I mean, this, uh, you had to have seen it, but it was. It was <laughs> oh no, I can picture it. I, it was really bad, but like, uh, it, so I made it. And then um, I did three years of NBA with the Clippers and then three years of NFL with the Rams. And I, I loved it. It was so fun. Um, but I realized I, I think at a certain point acting was calling my name. I always mm -hmm. wanted to see once I graduated college, I was like, oh, I think I want to go back. Wow. So dancing has always been part of my life, but I always had acting in the back of my mind of like, what would that look like if yeah. I come back? Cause I'm graduating soon and I can't right. make a living off of dance. I, I realized I was like, I'm not that good. Like, I'm right. Do that. I right. don't have the hustle. Right. Okay. So it's a good segue though, to like go from dancing into acting. I feel like, so when you graduated college, you were 22. You did four years of college. What did you I go did like for? Five. Okay. Super senior year. Cause I also wanted to study abroad. Nice. Um, I took, took a victory lap. Yeah. <laughs> what did you study? Business marketing. Wow. Oh, I always joke that I'm not, I'm like, great. That was an expensive degree that I'm not using, but we really business helps with everything. Like mm -hmm. you're doing it now and mm -hmm. no, with acting, we are our own business. Yes. So, so it worked out. I'm sure you're taking tools from it. Like no regrets. I mean, and studying abroad, all the people that you met, dancing for those years. Mm -hmm. oh, sounds like fun. I have this like, so I didn't go to college, mm -hmm. but I have this, my cousin gave, oh, my cousin who actually he went to school with yes, in Pasadena. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. She went to TCU and she gave me a tour of her college once. And when I tell you that, like, I had this, like, I had just chills up my body. I don't know why I was like, whoa, first of all, TCU is like very specific mm -hmm, and like a beautiful mm -hmm. campus. But I was like, this is someone's life. Like you did this, you lived here for four years. Like mm. it's stunning. And like you had your friends, you know, it was definitely mm -hmm. something where I was like, um, a little envious of, you know, and it's definitely something that I want to 
play in a show. Yeah. And whenever I booked like a high school role, I was like so excited. I was like- Carelessly living. Yes, exactly. I'm like, okay, I get to live this through a character. Um, But no regrets, you know? You know, what's interesting, You, I always, and I know this about you slash listen to your podcast and you always talk about how you didn't go to college and sometimes it's so easy for us to, versus I went to college and like instead of, pursuing entertainment, um, like acting during those things or going to school and getting a theater degree because Mm -hmm. that's what everyone else is doing. It's so easy for us to like look back in hindsight and be like, I should have done this Mm -hmm. or I regret this if only this. But Mm -hmm. like, I do think that like you are where you are today. Of course. Because of that. And like same, same here. Like as much as I'm like, oh, but if I didn't go to college and didn't do to dance, like all those friends I have. And I think that that tenacity of professionally dancing really did contribute to like acting and like yeah. why I thought this could be a viable career is because I already did it via wow. dance. So it was and the really discipline nice. that you must've had for dance really carried over into acting as well. I think that definitely helped. Yeah. Is there much, um, rejection in dance as much as there is in acting? Yes. I, I love dancers. I don't think dancers get <laughs> enough credit. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's a whole nother world. So dance like acting like you have agents and agencies mm. as well and it is definitely a hierarchy where you have to put your reel together you have to go to all these classes to start becoming um friends with choreographers and and you're going to all these cattle calls and wow. you have to stand out it's like putting yourself out there learning your, your freestyle putting like auditioning all the time a couple times a week in a room that's like this. And like, how are you supposed to like, like a sardine in y- there? You're a sardine in there. You can't see, um, you're half naked dr- uh, w- walking around in North Hollywood. Cause you parked this way to go. It's like the same as acting. You got your headshots in there and like for what, for a few seconds. And then you try to like for the next audition. And then you just, it's a lot of no's. And then unless you're trying to book a tour and then that's maybe longevity. So that's like your series regular when you're like booking a tour or a residency. It's like, wow. oh, finally stability. But then it's hard on your body. Uh, it, it's like you have to be in the industry for X amount of time before mm-hmm. choreographers, you can be on their uh, like roster, roster yeah. of just like automatic bookings. It's a whole nother thing. And wow, you're right. They don't yeah. get enough credit. They don't. And their bodies are being sacrificed. Right. And then even it's if vulnerable. Book, it's vulnerable. You book a TV and you can only last so long. Your body, unless you're going to become a choreographer, I, there's only so many times you can like, years you can slay your body onto the floor. That's and be such like, a good point. I can't make a living off yeah. of this. I was not cut out. Because <laughs> technically for acting, you can go until you're hundred years old. That's one of the things that made me uh, switch is because I remember I was on a dance job. Um, it was East Lowe's High. Oh and yeah. Yes, I got to work with Twitch. And like at the time uh, it was, so you think you can dance, oh, rest in peace. I love, uh, he was such an amazing spark of joy. Yeah. Um, but I remember like fangirling over him and, um, but that was a dance production and I was a dancer, but then they had actors on a show on a show. And then it was, there was actors. And I remember thinking like, wow, I love dancing, but like, Oh, that looks fun. Like they're pretending over there. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I want to be over there someday. You know what I mean? On the other side. And then like cut to a couple of years later, it was like, I was working on a project where there was dancers and then I was the actor. And it was like, I had this serendipitous moment of like, I tried not to cry. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Like just a couple of years ago, I was on that side thinking like, I I would love to pursue and try to see what that looks like. And wow. like, and I love dancers. So now like if I'm on a project with dance, I would love to be on a project um, and have my own where I can employ dancers. Honestly, that's like a dream job. Okay, me. putting it out there. We're Thank manifesting yes, that right we're now. We're manifesting. 
creating a project where I can employ lots of dancers. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool to hear your story about all of that. So, um, so then you start auditioning and, and you were like, kind of, um, your, your heart was like done with dancing. You're like, thank you so much for everything you had to offer. And I'll do it on my, like outside of acting, like as a, um, a hobby, mm. but you're like, I'm going to pursue this new endeavor of acting. I think it was like a mix. Um, I did, I stopped the agency route because I was like, this is too hard. I just want to dance. I love dance, but I can't make a career out of right. it. That's why I was happy to do the dance teams. Like oh. that's when I found the Rams when I was like, oh great. I love friendship and having teammates and I love sports and I love the consistency of like a couple practices a week and and um it was st stable stability I didn't yeah. need to make a living off of dance no. I just wanted dance to be part of my life and I got amazing friends with it that are still friends with me till this day yeah your uh, family I know you're you have your dance family yes so um that's when I was pursuing acting during it but I think at some point I I would be distracted during practice and thinking about my auditions and yeah and tomorrow yes. and I was like I think I that's remember this stage. Mm -hmm. I remember you were rushing to dance. You were like trying to move around auditions if if the time and date couldn't mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And you were, I mean, I could imagine you were probably missing some dance practices. I remember at the same time I was doing, um, I was modeling mm -hmm. to try to make money. Mm -hmm. um, and then, which I literally, I feel like I blocked that out of my life. I have never talked about the fact that I literally modeled for like six years. Is this <laughs> of, a, uh, you just... It is completely, I think it's because I never really like made it. Like I went to every open call agency in LA because on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays from like three to four, like Ford, IMG, like uh, Wilhelmina, all these mm -hmm. modeling agencies had open calls. I went to every single one of them probably twice. Never got signed, called back, anything. So I was like, okay. So I would email um, clothing companies and be like, like way before influencing. And I'm like, hey, I'd love to model for you. I charge $30 an hour. <laughs> so I was like making nothing. But my point is, is I was like rushing throughout the day to like go to my shoot to try to make a little bit of money. And then if I get an audition, I'm like, fuck, because mm -hmm. that trumps everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I remember one time um, I had an audition early, like 10 a.m. and my shoot started at 10 a.m. And I never, I'm such a bad liar. And I called the shoot and I was like, I got a flat tire. Like, <gasps> Natty. I know. <laughs> and so I get to the audition so early, you know, and then you're anxious there. Yeah. Cause you're like, I'm like, I have a shoot after this. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, anyways. Um, but yeah, so I know about the changing in the, the car. Hustling, you and live the, out of car, you're eating yeah. on the road. Yeah. Yeah. All of that stuff. So that's what you were doing. And I remember this part because mm -hmm. we became friends. You started an acting class and everything. So you and I are 21 and we are in pursuit of an acting career. And I know that we have the exact same vision at the time, which is we want to be the leads of a fun teen drama show, right? Would you say that's correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Specifically, I remember back then, and I've said this on like all my episodes, mine was like CW and Freeform and Netflix and stuff like that. Um, and now it's changed a little bit. You know, I'm like, ooh, HBO, like yeah, let's yeah, get, yeah. yeah, Hulu. But so tell me about you're, we, we'll skip all the how you got an agent and a manager. You already had experience mm -hmm. of doing all of that. So I want to go to the part where like you're auditioning and you're getting close on things and you're not booking. Mm -hmm. I remember that year where you tested for like two shows mm -hmm. and then nothing, 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 nothing. Call back, nothing, nothing. You know, I mean, it's got to be hard. That rejection, that getting so close for years. It's not like this happened over two years. It's like this is, I mean, how many years did you audition before you booked 
your first speaking role as like a guest star? And then how many years before you booked your series regular role that you have now? At the time, my dance agency had a small theatrical department. And mm. you know how it's really hard to find uh, someone to rep you theatrically. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, we'll do that for you. And then I was like, oh, because I was already a dancer. So they submitted me um, on a bunch of stuff. I think it was maybe less than a year, but like literally all I said was, Welcome back, so and so. Wait, were you a hostess? Yes, I was a hostess. I, I saw it on your IMDb. Oh my gosh. It was like sushi hostess. Yes. <laughs> I was sushi hostess. You couldn't even see my face. It was from a distance. You could see my heels. Yeah. My entire outfit from the street. That's how far away it was. Oh but my you know god, what? I'm dead. I was living. I was like, yes, oh, you're I'm again. a I'm an actress. Yes. Oh my god, I love it. Anyway. You got your first taste and yes. you're like, okay, I wanna be the what you know, because you're in the green room with all the leads and stuff. I was actually uh unfortunately it was like in a parking lot because I got a location uh that oh. day so I remember being next to a dumpster um in my chair and like it's hot you know what so I mean so glamorous yeah, so glamorous but I was like I'm so happy to be here I'm gonna deliver this line like no other and, and I know you you're such a perfectionist oh, you practiced that line I practiced that line <laughs> I said it so many different ways I, you know, it was it was the best um, that's what you gotta do that work ethic man so maybe that was like the first year and um I, I don't know the timeline, to be honest, but I booked my first series regular maybe in, it was 2020. So what is that? Well, when it, uh, four, 2015, to tw five years, four or five years. Four years. Of four, auditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, yeah so wow. I was auditioning and starting like 2016. Yeah. Um, four years. And I remember still till this day, you know, they always say like, what's right for you will, ne will always Mm -hmm. Like never, never go by you. And I didn't really understand that because I remember calling you all the time. Like we'd get so close to things and just be depressed and be like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. like we feel like it, the failures and it's terrible me. Things. Do it's I me. smell what's wrong with you? And I, I think something that has helped me until this day, I struggle with it. But one thing that's helped me is say I'm a strawberry mm -hmm. and like sometimes you can't help it, but they're just going to be looking for apples. Mm -hmm. And like, as much as you try to be an apple, you're still a strawberry. Like there's going to be an apple out there that is just naturally an apple. You can be a strawberry and be like, <laughs> I can be apple-y, juicy as whatever. So when they need an apple and you're a strawberry, it's out of your control. All you can do is be the best strawberry that you can be. They're going to remember that. And when they need a strawberry, and be like, that was a really damn good strawberry. And so you have to find power in that and just knowing this is what it is, and I'm just gonna be a good strawberry. This so. is who I am. This, this is, is I'm gonna I be am. the ripest fucking reddest strawberry that I can be. So when it's strawberry season, we are ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's that helps. so true. That's yeah. lovely because then I'll never forget at Leslie, um, one of the teachers, Lila, she told me, You have to bring your special sauce to every audition. And back mm -hmm. then I didn't understand it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, yeah, you're a working actor, like whatever. I'm in this tunnel vision on trying but what mm. she was saying was like if you don't bring natalie to every single audition unless you're method acting then they're gonna look at you and be like uh yeah but she's just like every other person that mm -hmm. came in here you have to give your special sauce so if you're a strawberry be that person be in the right circumstance the right genre the right time the right place but you have to bring you to it or else they're gonna you know Go with that other authentic other fruit that they're looking for. Yeah, that's right. And if you try to be a fake fruit, <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to so work. true. Yeah. You can't be a synthetic yeah. piece of fruit. I think something that made me realize that also too was when I booked 
kung fu because I think they didn't say much about the breakdown. I remember at the mm-hmm. time, um, and they just said that she's a tech savvy genius that is getting married. And I was like, okay. And that was the first time where I felt empowered to be a version of Shannon. And I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. And that, and I remember actually reading the pilot and the audition in class and people were just like even leslie was like i've never seen something fit so well onto you and i was like oh really thank you because i it did feel natural and so it kind of clicks when you know like people see i remember everyone in class was like wow that was crazy and then i end up they they saw me like testing for it and like and down the road booking it and it was like that's crazy because then you see when things are aligned, like you, you know, it aligns, mm-hmm. people can see it. And it's like, you have to trust in that process. Right. And it probably took you so long. Like it does for me, like it did for me to get there, to get that confidence of being like tech savvy. I'm not going to act like a tech savvy, you know, traditional, I'm going to put Shannon spin on it. Mm-hmm. And I also do tech. I'll never forget at Leslie Con too. This always sticks with me in the intensive. Um, they asked, <laughs> um, what are beautiful girl thoughts? Remember? Oh my gosh. And everyone's like, uh, um, what am I wearing today? (laughs) (laughs) And do I have perfume on? And then, and then they're letting everyone, I remember Uh I answered, I was like, um, what healthy dish am I going to eat today? (laughs) And they're like, no, she thinks I have to poop, (laughs) you know? It's true. And so this tech savvy, uh, description that you got for the audition, the character, a lot of people are going to miss that. They're going to go, oh, she's smart. Oh, should I wear glasses? Oh, should I do they this? They were coming in in like office wear. Oh, and I remember right. I remember being like, nah. So I walk, I, I chose this hot pink body fitted jumpsuit, pearls, hoops, long coat, designer bag. I walked in in heels and I remember the waiting room. It looked like we were on the wrong, audi- we were in different auditions. The girls were like in, you know, secretary, glasses, um, dress, like dresses, conservative things. And I was like, oh shit, like, did I get this wrong? And then I had to, by then I just had to own it. I was like, this is who she is. I've committed. And and then it ended up like working because yes. like who says, also that's something I love about my character. Um, who says that you can't be smart unapologetically smart and brilliant and also love fashion yeah and also be girly and also be sad and vulnerable like you know what i mean it's not just one no one thing and so you have to i love it. layer it texture it and yeah. have the confidence to do that damn i love that story i remember that yeah. when you went in the room and you're like um yeah I, I went to an audition yesterday for like a sport sporty spot yeah and every every single girl in the room had a hair tie-in and you know, in a pony, and I yeah. didn't. I just had it like down and back, um, but I was wearing like sport attire. And my thoughts, I need a rubber band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I text my boyfriend. He dropped me off. I'm like, do you see a rubber band in the car? Da 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 da. And so, and then I was sitting there. And I was like, no, Natalie. Like, let's not be like every other mm-hmm. person in the room. And then I had this idea that at the end of the audition, I could um, pull my hair up because mm. she's in the. You know, it's like a. It was like a six part audition. And so I ended up going down to the car and grabbing the rubber band and then, you know, having it down the whole time. And then at the end she has this realization and then it was like, put my hair up. So it was like something like a fun thing, but it is weird how our mind goes to like, but, but I was like, no, gotta own it. Whatever. You're going to be the only one with wavy hair down, whatever. Honestly, people like hair. I know that sounds weird, but like, yeah, when you pull your hair back, I think it's, (laughs) it's hard for them to imagine you with hair. 
Well, so you got to show them the hair and then take it away. I agree. And also, who says a professional soccer player, which was the character for the spot, doesn't wear the hair down? Yeah. Especially on the weekends. She wasn't even playing on the field. Oh, no. So you, you know what I mean? Right. It, was, right. it was, oh, so interesting. I love learning. I feel like I just learned something from you. Um, well, I mean, I'm learning a lot from you, but. Thank you. Just kidding. <laughs> we have to deal with a lot of rejection and there's some basic things we can say about rejection, but I'm more curious, like, how do you deal with it now? How do you deal with imposter syndrome? Like, I know that you, you guys, when you're a lead on, so Shannon is a series regular, the thing that her and I have been vying for, for, you know, five, six years. Um, she booked it in 2020 and she's the lead on a huge CW show called Kung Fu. And during this time, you can still audition for movies. Um, so how has that been? Have you felt more confident because you're working? I know it's a weird time because of COVID. I know that you shoot in Canada, so it might be a little different, but can you tell us anything about like, I know you've talked about imposter syndrome before. For me, I don't know if imposter syndrome ever goes away. Um, I mean, we can work on it because I think that's important to have some sort of balance between, you know, humbleness and humility and also knowing that you deserve things and you um, should be here. Um, I remember, uh, even like till this day when we're, we're in season three of Kung Fu, still waiting to hear if we have a season four, but I remember the first season, everyone, and I think our whole cast, except for the adults, we, that was our first series regular together. Um, series regulars, every, all of us. And wow. it was, so it was this ex shared experiences of like, we'd walk through the sand and be like, <laughs> I cannot believe we're here. Like, I can't believe they hired us. Like, when are they going to find out that we're just like kids that don't know what the yeah. heck we're doing? But yet all of us, we have so much responsibility. And I think um, that grew, um, that faded away as you grow with confidence of like, oh, reassurement of, of like, oh, people watch the show. Oh, um, you know, we're renewed. Okay, so we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that we're able to have that, um experience and uh, I guess confident I mean step into your power too you're like okay exactly. you know what we are the next generation we are talented mm -hmm. this is fun every day you know? I, I thought like oh my god are they gonna fire me today like yeah. you know um god, but what now is that I have it too it and you know so does Viola Davis so like so it's okay so it's, we okay we good we okay so recently it's um I'm in a hiatus and I was recently offered to do a movie. And I remember when I first heard who the star was and the fact that I didn't audition for it, it was an offer. I remember being like, wait, what? Why? Like, this isn't real. This isn't real. Like, I'm still shook, actually. Where's and Ashton Kutcher? I'm like, <laughs> why, why me? Like, you don't even... No, like I didn't even read for this. Like uh, I didn't have to beg for I this. I didn't have to beg for this. You didn't want to see me do it first. So 47 that you can times. Judge, so that you can judge me and and say, nah. Yeah. I, I, so I'm like still to this day, I'm just like, I'm just, <laughs> I still can't believe it. And I'm waiting for the pin to drop and be like, JK, we found someone else. And yeah. I'm like, we found I out that actually, I, yeah, that actually you were just the placeholder. We, we watched a few more episodes of Kung Fu <laughs> yeah, and we like, found out that, you know, you know maybe this is that you're faking it. <laughs> yeah. They, you, we, you aren't the girl that when we indeed, want. When so. indeed, like, by the way, from an outsider, like you are so talented. You always have been ever since I met you, ever since you worked in class and you have so much special sauce that you bring to every audition that you do, every role that you do. You've been close on so many things. And I feel like no matter what, it's still, and I totally couldn't agree more. Like we can get as many tests as we want. And it's like, 
but why didn't I get chosen though? Yeah. You so know, it's either something, uh, either I don't, but I don't deserve to be here, but then you also think, wait, why didn't I get that? Because I think I could totally could have done that. Yeah. You're always in that limbo limbo of like not knowing where you fit in or how you feel about things. But I think, I think I kind of get numb now or like, yeah. does this help you where you just learn how to be detached or how to be uh, like finding the balance of, I want this, but like, I don't want it enough. Yeah. So I don't, um, be disappointed well, or fear <clears throat> of rejection. So then I, I don't want it. Right. To protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was telling my boyfriend the other day, I, now I audition and I actually forget about the audition completely. So if I, even if I get a call, you got to call back for the, Oh, for what? Like for yeah. which one? Uh, I don't remember, yeah. you know? Um, if I, if I'm in the mix or I get close, yeah. I definitely think about it for days and days. And if it's between me and one other person, I'm having extreme anxiety. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. The heart is racing. It's, I've never felt anything like it in my entire life. It is so, cause it could be days too. I could yeah. feel that way for a week. Um, if you have a big screen test, like the following week and you're just like, Oh, the waiting to the hear waiting back. The and then worst. I think because of, um, the chemical imbalances in your brain when you're that high on adrenaline when you get the no for me it's really like like tears come out because I'm just literally physically like whoa mm -hmm. okay oh I don't have to think about that anymore slash I'm really sad slash why not me slash I'm a terrible fucking actor slash give me the box of donuts yeah <laughs> slash I'm gonna stay in my yeah all these things it's really it's such a roller coaster I think that's why it's also important to like have things outside of career so that you could distract yourself during those times mm -hmm. too, you know, because we could kill ourselves yeah. <laughs> doing that Yeah, um, all the time. It's the worst. So yeah. yeah. How have you felt yourself like, um, juggling that? Like, what do you do? Yeah. What, what self-care mental health activities do you do to take care of Shannon throughout this wild roller coaster of pursuing an acting career. I love to work out. I think uh, I really do believe in like endorphins and like, mm -hmm. you know, moving your body and blood flow and everything. I love um, dance to, it's so nice. I was in Vancouver for a few years doing Kung Fu and uh, the dance community is just not the same as in LA. So being whenever I'm back now, I'm just like, give me all the dance classes. There's mm. so many. And so like being able to find my love and enjoyment in, in that again is, is so nice. Mm -hmm. And um, spending time with my friends and relationships and my family. Uh, thankfully, um, a lot of my friends and family and my network are in SoCal. Mm -hmm. So I, I know not everyone gets to have that. So yeah. I fully try to embrace that and spend as much time as I can with people. And I think that really helps. But I think uh, it's important for people to do things that make them happy. That's not always career focused. Yeah. And I meditate and I actually have magic journals and I did magic this morning. Did uh, you? Yes. Oh, yes, I did. I love that. Did you write in your intent or anything about the podcast? You're like, I will have a seamless podcast conversation today. Mm. Well, that's yes, good. I, that means you felt confident about it. You I didn't know. Need wait, journal, you didn't need to magic journal about well, it. Well, today, so, an affirmation today was, I am productive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Hell yeah. I am productive. I am productive. So, that's and then I just one. left it at that. And I was like, whatever happens. You know yeah. What I mean? and hell I'm, yeah. But, but Manifesting. Yeah. And by the way, I love everything that you're doing with magic and how much you inspire people and, and it really is uplifting. And I Thank love you. that you are 
working and hustling and entrepreneurship that you're wearing so many hats and at the same time you're inspiring others and thank you i have to stay busy thank you i love you um outside of you know acting especially when you're not on a you know show that's like like i'm on a hiatus too Mm -hmm. so it's like Mm -hmm. oh what am i gonna do during Mm -hmm. this time but Um, i think that's great because you mentioned it before because so many times i think people uh put us in this bubble or this uh this mm. box of uh you know that hat and yeah you're doing it yeah so I know right like we it's also scary for us to do things out or like for me at least mm-hmm. to do things outside of acting right because of how people might perceive us mm-hmm. and be like oh she wants to you know be an Instagram influencer mm-hmm. then she's not an actor oh she wants to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah go do that then go have your small business you can't be a real actor I mean these are like limiting beliefs but they're things that I think about like limiting thoughts that I have in my day to day, right? This imposter syndrome of mm. now that I'm wearing all these hats, it's like imposter on each one, right? Oh, Podcast yeah. host. Oh, but are you really that, you know, enticing? Are mm. you getting magic journals? Like, are you, are you a business? Are you a CEO? Are people really going to listen to you? Your idea is not that great. You know, just limiting thoughts. And that's why I have to keep doing magic daily, like the actual physical journal. Cause I have to reprogram that subconscious mind to believe that I am a CEO, that I am the lead of a show, that I am a great podcast host. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are. It's so inspiring. I think that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite things about you is like mm. you're very passionate. And I, as much as you think that you have these self-limiting mm-hmm. thoughts, from what it seems like on the outside, I know you do a lot of internal work on it, but like you don't let that stop you. And I think that's why people gravitate towards you on mm-hmm. on you know, you're able to get through that. And it's inspiring. Oh, don't make me all. Oh, you're so, I'm so happy for you. Shannon's getting teary eyed. Oh, I get, I, I get teary eyed for everything. It's, it's, it's helpful it's, to be emotional. Oh. As an actor. <laughs> Sometimes. Are you a cancer? Gemini. Gemini. Okay. But not the crazy time. Okay. The crazy time. Okay, got it. Copy that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually kind of want to know about social media a little bit. Oh, okay. How do you feel about it? Oh God. <laughs> I hate, I hate social media. Okay. I have social media anxiety on okay. the daily. Yeah. Um, I, I go back and forth as far as like exactly what you said. It was like, oh, if you want to, if you post this one thing, you're going to look like you'll want to be influencer. Oh, you want to post this thing. People don't care about your life. Why are you posting that? Oh, that's, that looks like you're trying too hard. There's like no winning. Right. And it's all just uh, this It's like, I'm going to delete it. Yeah. I mean, like I, I should just like start posting of like my sandwiches or like the toilet or the mundane things that you know what I mean just to like go against a curated thing um but I acknowledge that you know it is um part of this business and your career and I try to take the pressure off of just like oh this is my thing nobody cares that's what I I I do every time I Mm. um uh like post something and I'm getting stressed about it. Like I'm overthinking. I just go, nobody cares. Go, bye. Post done. it. Done. Boom. And then um, I do hate sometimes the easy, how easy it is to scroll. And then I have to ca- catch myself. I'm like, this is not productive. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And it's like, yeah, it can fuel comparison. I have a hate, love, hate relationship with it. Yeah. That makes sense. Me too. Very yeah. much so. I go in and out of phases. So what I think about everything you're saying about social media, first of all, I agree completely. I feel the exact same way. I get anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. So... I believe that the universe works in unison with us when we are our authentic self. Okay. So I've been doing this new thing where I'm like, if it's something that I want to post, 
then post it. But if I'm thinking of like, ooh, people will like this mm. or like I need people to like this in order for me to be content about posting it, then I don't post that at all. Mm. So like if it is on contingent of how many people like it, if that's the only way I'm going to be happy about the post, then I can't post it. Mm. But if it's for me and me only, right? Like I love to bake. So if I'm posting about something baking, I know it's going to like make me smile. Look, I'm already smiling right now. Then I'm like, okay, post it. Then you don't fucking, I don't care if people like it. This is me, mm -hmm. right? My authentic mm -hmm. self. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of on that quest of like, who am I? What is my authentic self? You know, right. I mean, we all it's are, a but never ending. it's I think never people ending. People in their eighties are thinking that too. And we're like, great. It's a never ending. Yeah, like, we're great. Just not awesome. going to find it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's my newest thing. I don't know if that's helpful, but that's like something that I've been trying to do. Right. Or if I'm posting something on my story and I'm like, oh, this is so cool because it's trending or I'm trying to be like this girl that I just mm. saw post mm. this. Unless I'm doing it in an authentic way where I'm like, I really liked her morning routine post. I'm going to try to, you know, recreate that. Mm -hmm. Imitation is art. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to try to imitate that. That sounds mm -hmm. authentic to me. Then I, you know what I mean? A healthy balance too is to like when you're looking at things and, and your friends' lives and like your co coworkers, networks, peers, anyone, if you're genuinely feeling positive when you're looking at things mm -hmm. like be mindful about what you're feeding yourself I love the good movement type of news because then I'm like yeah social media like is making me feel like mm -hmm. you know nice but then if somehow I ha I'm coming into contact with someone's post that made me feel um like insecure or mm -hmm. compared to or why didn't you know what I mean? all those negative thoughts I'm like hmm you don't need that. Yeah. Or, or questioning, like, why do you feel like that? Like, actually, that's something you can work on. And like, there's ways to not feel like that. And so it's just like checking in with like, what are these triggers that are using if you're feeling happy for someone, and I love to keep up with your life. And I'm seeing this like, thank you, like, then it's good. Mm -hmm. I feel like once it starts spiraling down, mm -hmm. it's just like not necessary. I love it. Getting deeper and deeper with the why. Like, oh, the why. Why, why are do you I like, oh, this feels good. Great. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I want to keep up with my friends and like right. this still makes me happy versus I'm bored and I have addicted to just opening up my phone and then I'm mm -hmm. just like feeling mm -hmm. terrible. I guess it's like presence too. Being mm -hmm. like present with like, I'm clicking on Instagram. Yeah. Let's see how it may. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like to curate my feed too. Like I hide, even if they're my acquaintances, I don't want to unfollow them. I'll hide their posts and stories mm. to protect myself from feeling any sort of negative way. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for people to protect themselves. Yeah. And you don't need to explain. No. On like what just. Yeah. Energetically. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that right now. I mm -hmm. want to get my, I want to be productive in what I want to get done today. And that is going to definitively make me feel um, shitty about myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, one thing we didn't touch on that I definitely want to touch on which was like a little bit back in the conversation is just mm -hmm. about auditioning mm. and being put in a box. Mm. And I feel like that's something you and I can have like a fun mm -hmm. conversation about. So while you're auditioning all these years and you're still auditioning now, okay, the, the breakdowns of characters for anyone who doesn't know, a show comes out and all the character breakdowns come out onto a list that our agents and managers receive and they look at the character breakdowns and they see which one fits their client best. So my agent and manager are looking for things that are fitting a young, you know, um, used to be teenage now. I don't know. Young, you know, you can still do teenage. yeah. Young teenage twenties woman, Latina. 
and your agent and manager are looking for what? Ooh. In the breakdowns. You know, something similar, but Asian. Okay. <laughs> um, um, so those are called boxes. Yes, this is a <laughs> box that we must check off. <laughs> yes, that we are put into, which is such a shame. Um, I remember when you were, when we were auditioning back in the day and you would call me and one day you were like, it, it just, it has stuck with me forever. And it probably hasn't been as, you know, I don't know if you remember this conversation as much. I think I've brought it up to you recently, but you were just like, oh, I just, I love getting auditions for me that say Asian in the breakdown because I know that I have a chance. And when it says open ethnicity, they're more, they're most likely going to go with a white girl. And I remember hearing that being like, fuck. That's so true and so hard, especially when you're putting yourself out there in an audition and being vulnerable and getting excited and all these things. And we were in no place to turn down auditions. So I just remember you saying that and I'm kind of wondering how you feel about that now. And I'm sure things have shifted. I think now maybe you might be more excited about getting an open ethnicity audition, you know, but back then that was definitely in your young mind. And yes, I think I, 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 I think I remember that conversation. We were like maybe like 2016, 17, like we we're in class and auditioning. And like at that point it was like, we we're just auditioning and throwing whatever sticks, mm-hmm. like nothing stuck. We were grateful to get We auditions. were just here like, what a win. What a win. Um, I remember, cause this was before also, there wasn't many breakdowns and characters that said like they specifically wanted Asian. And if they did, it was like the best friend. And mm-hmm. she had to be like, weird or nerdy or something that was like not very fleshed out and like yeah. uh very one di- yeah one very uh not very dimensional um not very dimensional yeah that makes sense and i remember uh when crazy rich asians came out everybody was like whoa and then all the a- asian actors were just like yeah this is possible and from then on i remember even um when kung fu the reboot uh breakdown first came out it was like they were looking for a cast full of Asians. And I remember being like, that never happens. And I was like, I'll play any of them. Please, like you you don't need just one, one yeah. token. And I think right. um, for so long being a minority and in a specific niche kind of creates this feeling of, yeah, tokenism, uh, scarcity. And so when you take that little scarcity and then you would read breakdowns that said, open ethnicity you're like oh all these little scarcities and minorities have to compete and I remember just being oh well I'm never gonna get that because also I didn't you know have the confidence Mm -hmm. and 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 things have progressed but um fast forward to kung fu it's crazy um is the first predominantly Asian cast for a drama series on broadcast television so that's crazy right I just got the chills that's insane that's insane it's 2023 yeah and at 2020, like that was us. That's why it was such a big time. And um, I think that's also why our cast gets along so much mm-hmm. is because we have that mutual understanding of like, wow, this is bigger than us. This is this is groundbreaking and we're all here for a bigger pers- purpose, not just like a job and just happen to be like our biggest job, you know? And so now I think the industry has... Uh, progressed and you see it in the breakdowns you know there's a lot more diversity happening mm-hmm. inclusion which mm-hmm. is great but sometimes and now i i see open ethnicity i'm like cool yeah you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. like 
because now we have we see lots of examples of whatever that looks like and like the different not, roles people different can roles. play and I've already played something now my character on the show where she yes she was an Asian girl but like so was everyone else and yeah. I was no longer defined by my ethnicity and How it was freeing. just like character it was so freeing that now I have this confidence of like yeah this is who she is and what I can play and then if that fits in alignment with everything else like then that's great yeah you know um but now, uh, because representation was kind of um, so talked about at first because of our show, it was a lot of pressure. It was like the first, the first, mm. you know, that now sometimes I see if I get auditions that just say Asian, I kind of deflate now. Not deflate, but mm. it's it's the balance of like, oh, so am I, because I was in, on a show with a cast full of Asians, am I now typecast as just only roles for just Asian. Like it went the mm -hmm. opposite way. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, now I can only play a role where they need an Asian girl. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's limiting in itself. And, and so it's this whole cycle, cycle of yeah. like- I know for for me, as far as being put in the Latina box, it was like, um, I am not just Latina. So it's like super limiting because they won't see me for anything else. And also there are no series regular roles I mean, I don't see the breakdowns daily, but there are no Armenian series regular roles or Armenian, Italian, Peruvian, mm -hmm. right? Like it just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so I am Latina, I'm Peruvian. That is the Latina in me. Um, but I was put in a box at 18. I remember the day they're like, mm -hmm. oh, you, perfect. Mm -hmm. They were literally like, Latinas are up and coming. You're a young teen. You look young. You look great. Um, this casting or this manager that I went in to meet with when I was 18, she was like, um, yeah, you're fresh face. Go memorize this. Bring it back in 30 minutes. And, you know, we'll see. I come back. I do it. And she's like, like, she just saw me as this, like, she's like, oh, perfect. You know, I know exactly where to place you mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to get at. And, you know, again, grateful. Like, we're just there trying to work and do what we love to do. And so, you know, as you get older, you kind of start realizing these things and you're like, okay, but how can we be the change makers now? I think, okay, going back off of that, also the box also happens in the dance world. I will say that. Mm. And like I, you talking about the modeling, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And you having that ingrained thing at 18, you know, it was the same thing also with the dance. Literally they would call the blondes out to go all at the same time. The brunettes, the Asian girls, the Asian girls that were like uh, yellow skin tone and then Asians that were um, uh, tanner. Like it's, it's always been a box of something that I felt like um, maybe I subconsciously embraced mm -hmm. and also contributes to the scarcity mm -hmm. um, and like lack of, because you feel like you need to be this, mm -hmm. the best in your box, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and like absolutely. That's, that's, that's awful and negative as well. Um, I think things that we can help to, um, to uh, change, to change um, is yes. Um, I think maybe not worrying about fitting into a box mm. and being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's something I love about, you know, telling 
ethnically diverse storytelling Mm -hmm. is that because we do break those stereotypes Mm -hmm. and we normalize normalize. And I think media is such a, a great opportunity to normalize other, other, um, ethnicities and, and typecasts and and people in boxes because one day we're all going to look the same. (laughs) We're all going to be so diverse. I can't wait. It's just a melting pot. (laughs) And I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think we are progressing and we're making, um, waves with that. So I think for sure, that's another thing to look at is like, we are absolutely progressing like 100%. And I'm grateful to be alive right now. And I'm excited to see what that looks like, you know, in 10 years. Um, I think the opportunities I've been given now are more than I would have gotten, you know, 20 years ago. Oh, um, the good news is, is when I was auditioning up and coming, I actually didn't know that I was like, even really put into a right this is all hindsight yeah I didn't think these things in the moment I'm just Natalie yeah (laughs) I was so like and my mom you know she she was like you're great you're so cute like you're you know she so I'd be like I'm just a cute little girl like trying to book stuff (laughs) you are yeah and um I never thought that I you know was being put into a box or except when I would get auditions that were like super Latina forward, I felt a little uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. I am from Orange County, right? Mm -hmm. I don't speak Spanish. So it's like, I would be very vocal. I'd be like, hey guys, like, uh, I don't know about this one. Like, let's let someone do it who feels a little bit more comfortable and like speak Spanish or they've maybe lived this, you know, life. And I'm all for acting, right? Because that is what we do. We act in different circumstances that aren't our own. If it was only if I was only auditioning for things of like young girl born in Orange County, who's Latina and Armenian, like that so would, hard. It'd be so hard. Yeah. So like, and you don't speak Spanish. I don't yes, speak Spanish. Yes. Yeah. I don't speak Mandarin. I mean, I can, I can try, but like, that's also hard where it's like, they want you to, especially I would get in my early days. It's like, can you put on an accent? I, I remember. Like, oh my gosh. No, I'm like, <laughs> no, I just will not come off. Like, no, that's just terrible. And also it would look so phony. You know what I yeah. mean? And my Mandarin would look phony. And like, there was this pressure to like no martial arts because you fit into this box. So if you, you had to do this. And so like, even till this day, sometimes I'm like, oh, they want an Asian girl. But like, I'll read the story. I'm like, Ugh, I'm not Asian enough. Yeah. Or, 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 oh, they want this character. Ugh, I'm too Asian. You know what I mean? Or like, they assume that because you're an ethnicity, the language also comes with it yeah and it's like you're at a detriment Uh if you don't know the language and it's like that's so unfair I'm not gonna go learn like (laughs) yeah it would be so fake I might as well learn Italian or Mandarin yeah or whatever my Spanish is better than my Mandarin oh god (laughs) (laughs) I remember those days when we would get those auditions though and I would go to I'm sure you did too you tried to learn Mandarin right oh like a dialect coach and I'd be like listening to the recording I'd be like (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) it's so bad but like I can uh, it's but it's not. I mean, it's not. It's also something to be said for like doing a dope ass role mm-hmm. that we love and that mm-hmm. we feel connected to, mm-hmm. and learning a dialect. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? It's I am so for that. Yes, it's just a matter of right. There's um there's gray area. Yeah, and that's up to us to again feel authentic, authentic. about yes, yes. feeling our intuition. Like mm-hmm. hey, that um this feels good. This kind of feels like me. I would actually enjoy to learn mm-hmm. part of this culture and I don't, you know, it won't offend anyone. Like mm-hmm. you just kind of take matters into your own. Mm-hmm. I am in Mandarin classes because I do genuinely, yeah. you know, want to get better and yeah. all that. But, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a funny balance. It is. <laughs> it is a funny balance that we are getting better and better at. Yes. Um. 
Okay. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on today. I really enjoyed chatting with you about all things acting. And I feel like we just scratched the surface of like what it means to pursue this crazy career for the last, you know, eight, 10 years. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And once again, I'm so proud of you. And you. and it's so amazing to see you flourish and inspire others. So thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Thank you. Um, where can people find you? Ooh, um, I'm in Los Angeles. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, social <laughs> my media. Address. My address is social security. Uh, um, well, I am on social media, Instagram at Shannon Nikki Dang. Um, I'm on Twitter. Shannon you are? Nikki Vaguely. Vaguely. Okay. <laughs> I post about my sandwich every now and then. I love and it. How great it is. Um, but yeah, so stuff cool. like that. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And if you enjoy the podcast, please send it to a friend and definitely rate and review it. See you next week. Bye.